EFTM Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Great to have your company. I appreciate you subscribing. It would be really great if uh, you told your friends about this show, if you left a rating and a review, because how are other people going to find out that there's this little talkback radio style podcast going on where if you listen and only listen, you might learn something. You might also shout at the, at the speakers and you know say that you know the answer. And then when you need help, you might jump on and get help. And I, I love doing it. I love chatting. It's my favorite thing, even though I get to do some really awesome things in, in the media. I've Nothing gives me more pleasure than talking to real people about real tech and helping them with real problems. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you listening and it means a lot. And uh, yeah, subscribe, tell your friends and leave a rating and review. We have got a stack of calls because it's been two weeks since I've done a show. So let's not wait around. Let's just get straight into it and take your calls here on the EFTM podcast. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Taking your calls. EFTM podcast. Trevor Long, taking your calls. Dean's on the line. G'day, Dean. How are you, mate? Hi, Trev. How's it going? Yeah, really good. What can I do for um, you? Yeah, I've, I had an old uh, Samsung A23 phone, which was good kaput and I uh, managed to get hold of an A13 and I thought they had both had the same sort of specifications and I play a game called Ultimate Golf mm. on the A23 and I've tried to play it on a, the A13 and it's saying it doesn't support the device. Oh, really? So it anything, works on a 23 but not a 13. Like the 23, yeah. let's, let's be clear. As Samsung's A series is their affordable series. It's, you know, it starts at the at the one, as in A1, and then whatever number comes after it. This year, it's the it's the four. So the 13 yep. is only one step below the 23, and you're saying yes. it works on the 23 but not on the on the 13. Yes. Man, I, I would say it's about RAM memory right. um, because the 23 does have like two gigabytes more memory. Um, right. You know, it has a different semiconductor, has uh, different download speeds, but none of that is – you know, really important, I don't think. Even the refresh rate on the okay. screen is different. But I think it must just yep. be the RAM, mate. It must need a minimum of 8 gigabytes of RAM, which is what uh, the 23 has. Um, right. Is there anything I can do or not? Not to the phone, no. You, you need a new no, phone. No, sure um, a new phone. Yeah, right. Okay. Are, are, are you, do you have the facility to maybe look at getting a new phone? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just I, I just managed to get a hold of this one on from someone and I thought, oh, this will work, and it doesn't. So I'll yeah. just invest in the 20. I mean, they're only like about 400 bucks anyway. I was, I was just going to say, you still shouldn't need to spend more than, I think, yeah. $400, you know. Yes. If you were to buy between 300 and 400, I'd feel pretty comfortable yeah. that you're going to get what you need. Yeah, okay, excellent. Thank what you, Trevor. Hey, what's Ultimate Golf? How does that work? Oh, it's a brilliant game. Brilliant game. Play it. Really good. Why do you love it? Do you play golf yourself in the real world? Oh, yeah, I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of a golfer, a bit of a hack. But um, it's just the nearest thing to not playing, the playing yeah. real thing, really. Really? And it's just on the phone? Yeah. Just, just uh, swipe and Yeah, it's swipe just that. I think it's, mini, I, think, I think it's a mini clip game, yeah. And yeah. and is it like all the other – I've played golf ones over the years where you, you kind of start your swing, but then you've got to come – you got to hit it again at the right point to get the – to kind of strike it correctly. yeah. It's very similar, but you're pulling the your 
your finger back on the screen to strike the ball and letting it go at the right time. Uh-huh. And it's it's probably the biggest difference is the graphics. It's it's so much better. Really? Than the other ones just play a um, bit more realistic. Um, there's you can play skins. You can do all tournaments. It's yeah. And you get on, ranking. Like, can you, you play get online through the, up, up through the leaderboards against other people? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is online. Yes, you can. Yes, you are playing against real people. Yes. Oh, really? And is it a free also, game there's or a few a computer game? people thrown? Free. Really? Is there ads? Free. They must make their money yeah. somehow. Yeah. Well, I, no ads coming off of mine. So. Um, and yeah, so you're going up the rankings from you start as an amateur, you work to. Veteran, then veteran two, then pro. You work your way up. And, and what are you, mate? What are you? Get, purses get big. Sorry. What are you? What's your rank? Oh, I think I'm veteran one. But um, they they make their money, which I don't. They, they actually can buy stuff from the site, like you can buy extra balls, extra you know clubs and things. You can actually get invest your money that way. But you're you telling me you don't need them because you're a veteran. I don't need them. So if you play well enough, you don't need to buy anything. So that's how they make their money is. Buy, yeah, get your credit card number and you buy a better stick or a better ball or a, you know, which gives you less wind and more distance and things like that. Listen, I've just downloaded the game. If you cost me mm. time in my life, I'll, I'll, well, I've, got, I've got your number, mate. <laughs> it's very, do, do it's you, very Do you addictive. know the name of the player you're playing against? Can you play a direct mate or do you just play randoms? Yeah, you, you can form country clubs and play amongst your mates. Well, mate, what, have we got a country club going on? No, no, I'm not that. No, I just, I just play solo, mate. I'm just a professional, on, on, on um, online professional. <laughs> mate, I want to start an EFGM country club. Will you, <laughs> you join, go for it, mate. You will go you for join it. my country club if I start one? Yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, send me. Yeah. All do right. It. Well, mate, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a crack. And, uh, have a crack. It's, I can't even get the first get... one working. Oh, drag to the no. centre. Of the ball. And there is a tutor. There's a tutorial. You in the tutorial, are you? Yes. So I've got a, you got a tutorial. So you, once you get your. Yeah, got it. Whew. I like the graphics already, mate. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, you've got me hooked, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, I've lost it. Yeah, that one seemed a bit more like an um, animated sort of thing. This yeah, one's a bit yeah, more yeah. realistic. Well, mate, uh, I worry that you've got me hooked on something I don't need to be hooked on. Yeah. But, I'll let me uh, know how you go. And yeah, yeah. I'll see you in rehab. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Cheers. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks. Good on Thank you, Thank you for calling. Thanks, Thanks mate. mate. Cheers. Oh, no. What have I done? I'm, I'm in the training thing here and uh doesn't tell me where to go. Oh, release there. Oh, this is going to be addictive, folks. Oh, I've, I've butchered that one. I've butchered that big time. I've butchered my putt, folks. But I like the idea of the EFTM Country Club. Oh, oh see, I'm, I'm understanding it briefly here now. I think I've got that putt in. I've, I've putted in three. I don't know what it was. It looked like a par three to me. Nice putt. I'm getting fireworks. I'm using a Google Pixel. So I think it'll be okay. Let's try a head-to-head match against Sarah. Oh, God. All right, you're listening to the EFTM podcast. This may be the end of the show because I may be going to play golf. Goodbye. <laughs> Trevor Long, take any calls. You've got a tech question. Go to the website, eftm.com. Marie's on the line. G'day, Marie. Hi, Trevor. Thank you. Marie, um, Marie, I... Marie. Now, yeah. I, don't, I asked you before I started recording, Marie or Mari, and you went, we've met. And I went, oh, my God, you won the car. I did. <laughs> it, was such, it was, you know what? 
I had a great time just doing the comp, but I had the best day giving you that car. It was just such a great morning to give someone something so cool. It was really, it was a really good morning. I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. I did too. And, I, and <laughs> I, I've you. told people you sold the car and I have no problem with that because I told you you should. Um, and <laughs> you just said to me, you've seen it on the road since, still with EFGM yep. stickers on the side. So I am I should put out a bounty. I should put out a anyone that can, give, can find a photo of that car on the road or in a car park, I should give a prize to. I want to see it again. <laughs> 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 what can I do for I, you today? What can I do for you? I have Foxtel um, with satellite. Yep. And Channel 9, I've been trying to get it in high definition. I know I can get it through the net. I can do it, but my husband can't. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's too much trouble. Now, I believe if we had um, cable, we'd yeah. be able to pick up the high-definition channels of 209 or Channel 97 and whatever. Yeah. Um, now, my next question is, if I get a digital aerial, will I be able to get that as if I had a cable um, Fox Foxtel so I can pick through Foxtel rather than have to change different remotes? Yeah. So first and foremost, you're never going to get Foxtel cable um, no. because they don't sell it anymore because no. they're, they're phasing people out of it. Secondly, yes. uh, as I understand it, the premise of the box is that it essentially becomes you know, like a digital TV box. Do the, the channels don't appear in the list or do they appear and you just can't watch them? No, they don't appear. Okay. So yeah. um, first and foremost, I would recommend getting an antenna um, that's digital TV equipped and all that kind of stuff. And it's you know going to get you all the channels because there's like 15, 16 channels now or more available for free yes. on free to air. Um, yes. theoretically, when you plug that into the Foxtel box, you'll then be able to, you know, get all the available channels. If that yes. doesn't work, at, at the very least, using the standard TV remote, not the Foxtel remote, yeah. you just change channels. Mm -hmm. Just type channel 90, 90, and you'll get channel 9. Um, yeah. And, and I think then the question is, you know, is it difficult to flick between free-to-air and Foxtel? Is that a challenge, do you mm -hmm. think, for Hubby? Very much so. Our Samsung um, remote is just a little thin with no numbers on it. Yeah, You've got I know to the press one. it. Yeah, I know that. And one. he, that frustrates him to no end. He just says to me, This is your domain. <laughs> Find Here's something wild. Have you ever tried <laughs> the voice command on the Samsung remote? No. Because uh, if you've got the same remote as me, uh, yeah. it's a, like the last three or four year old Samsung TV. It's only twelve or oh, six months old. Perfect. Yeah. So it's probably black or silver, and up the top there is a there's a power button, and then there's three <laughs> buttons above the round circle, and one of them is a microphone. Now yeah, there is. Yes. I don't. I don't know. I'm just going to turn mine on behind me while we talk. Uh, I don't have free right. wear here at the office, so I can't check everything. But I'm pretty confident. Now let me see if I can switch. I'm going to go to Samsung TV Plus, which will just give me something else, and then I'm going to press the voice remote. And say yeah. HDMI one, and see what it does. It's thinking at the moment because I've never used it, but I'm wondering whether using voice. Oh my god, it wants me to. Ah, oh, that wants me to connect Amazon. All right. Yeah. Uh, maybe that won't work then. I thought you. I'd have to test it. I'd have to test you know connecting my Amazon and everything. But I thought you'd be able to change channels and everything with it. 
Um, and right. that, that way, if you set up the, have you ever done, have you got Alexa or any of those kind of voice assistants? We do. Yes. So if you press that voice button on your remote, it'll bring up a big screen, uh, to connect your Amazon account. Now I could do Mes- that. I'll do that after, after we speak, but that's going to give you voice control of the TV so you can, you know, ask the weather and stuff like that. But I'd be blown away if it didn't also give you basic TV controls like channel 90 or HDMI one. So that's all he would then need to switch between free to wear and Foxtel. That is, this is all assuming that the, the free to wear, you know, doesn't work on the, when you put an antenna in on the Foxtel box. Um, okay, yeah. I'll ask, I'll, I'll have to find out the answer. Someone listening will know whether if on satellite you can get the HD channels. I just don't believe for a second that you don't. I, I'm sure you do, um, but you yes. will need to get an antenna person out essentially. So that's the, that's the first challenge. Mm-hmm. Just get someone out to check the antenna. They'll probably need to put a booster on or a new antenna if you don't have one at all. Um, and then, yeah. then they'll tune the TV using just a normal antenna cord. But of course, then you get a second antenna cord and you better link that from the wall to the Foxtel box and then from the Foxtel box to the TV. That's how the antenna chain will work. Yeah, that's to how we had it set up before. Um, thing, but we didn't have a digital aerial. And he said, oh, you don't need it because you do everything through. <laughs> through the, the, so he didn't put in the one from the wall to the... When when was Fox. the last time you watched free to air TV without Foxtel? Uh, every night. No, without Foxtel. Every night. Oh, without Channel the internet. Three. Without the internet. Sounds like you oh, watched it on well, the internet. No. Um. Oh gosh, I wouldn't know because yeah, I just so use the internet. You don't know if. Yeah. Have you got an antenna on the roof at all? Yes, I get it in the back room. Um, and you with, get, that's and you get channel the nine air. out there and all that, you get everything. Yeah. Well, yes. you're not going to need to spend any money on a satellite, on a, on a uh, antenna then. You're just going to need a cable. That's all you need. Um, oh, I'll, I'll just get, get it. We still had the cable that was there mm-hmm. when, and the man came and installed it for us. Well, the difference oh. is, um, the older boxes, but you'd have to check. So, you know, antenna cables are often just that little circle with a, with a nodule in the middle. They're kind of just plug yes. in and plug out, or they pull in and out easy, easily. I think, mm-hmm. I think off the top of my head, the Foxtel box has a, the one that's twists, the, they screw on. Yeah, so, yeah I've got one of those. Oh, you got one of those. Well, I think, I think plug it in and then uh, ring Foxtel and ask them how you tune the box to the HD channels. And if they say you can't, yes, then give them mm-hmm. a big middle finger and um, uh, install Alexa yeah. and see whether you can teach your husband to talk to the TV, which could be an eye-opening experience for you. Yes, yes, he'll be able to watch his live golf in, in peace then. What, where does he get live golf? Is that on Fox Sports? Um, no, it's um, 7 Plus or oh, really? live dot, live dot com. Yeah. 7 Plus has the live golf. Wow, I didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah, yes. Well, he's got his yes. needs and he's going to need an antenna, so it <laughs> sounds like we need to get that cable sorted for him, all right? So let me know how you go with no. it, Marie. I shall do. Thank you, Trevor. Good on Thank you. you. Good to chat. Thanks well, for getting in touch. Yeah, bye. Good on you, bye. What about that? Do you remember that? I gave away a bloody car. That was insanity. The hell did I do that for? Uh, should I do it again? No, I don't think so. Maybe. Just got a few tweaks that are needed to everything. The website and the app. A lot of work to do there and not a lot of time or uh, energy. Uh 
but I've got a list. I have put together a Google Doc list of the things that I need to do. Uh, I just now need to get to them. And the great people that help me with this stuff get them on it as well. So I've got a lot going on. Uh, anyway, uh, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Rosa's on the line. G'day, Rosa. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you? I was just wondering, vintage mobile phones, we're talking iPhones, Samsung from many moons ago, mm. are they worth anything? In what condition? Were they previously used or are they brand new in the box? Previously used. No, no. Previously used. Well looked after. Mm. Um, and obviously, you know, from back in the day, but um, being, re- you know, replaced by newer versions, yeah. of course. But yeah. uh, are they are they worth anything on the market today or are they Not just really. as good as to recycle? <laughs> I Look, I personally have an interest in them only because I, you know, I like my little shelf of old mobile phones and there's probably a few models that I'm missing, but like just as a, as a friend, I'd probably pay, you know, 20 to 50 bucks for a phone from, you know, 10 years ago or something. Um, just, just to fill my own little, little collection. But in reality, phones are worth decent money when they are in their original box. Um, and when they're unused. So I think the, um, an iPhone, I don't know if it was original iPhone or an iPhone 3, but like $60,000 it went for in the last week because it was never opened, still sealed in the box. So that's the top end of town. Um, And the other challenge is um, they're they're also a touch dangerous to keep around unless you're charging them regularly because the batteries, when you don't touch a battery for five, six years, they can start to swell um, and then charging them can be a problem. So. It's a good thing to look at what you're going to do with them now. Um, uh, yep. It would be useful if you wanted to get a list of them um, to see whether there was any interest in them. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd certainly have a look at them for you, but I think also, you know, even um, there'd be collector groups on Facebook you might join that, uh, that you know, people might offer you, you know, a, a amount of money just for the bunch of them or something like that. But in the end, oh, okay. I, right. was, I was cleaning up downstairs the other day and I reckon I took – 15 mobile phones to the recycler and just threw them in the recycle bin because without, you know, true value, they are worthless. And, you know, even if I held on, I got an iPhone 3GS or whatever it was called, the first iPhone I ever had, and, you know, I used it for a year. So it's in pretty good nick, but it's certainly not brand Mm -hmm. new. Even in 50 years from now, I think that thing's not going to be worth bugger all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that's good to know. Good to know because he's got a, quite a bit of a collection going. He's got a few Samsung, yeah, few iPhones, um, got even an iPhone four, yeah, and um, wanted to know because he heard they were worth something, and I thought, oh, I'm not too sure. So that's why the, I thought. The bottom line answer is, Dad. Out. <laughs> Dad, if you'd have kept the box and all the bits in the box, it'd be it'd be compelling. Well, well, he's got he's got all the box he's got the box yeah. and he's got the the bits and pieces the charger yeah. the full phone itself yeah. so yeah. he's got everything. You know, uh, I I think I wouldn't put a value of more than fifty dollars on any one of them. Put it to you that way. Yep. All right. Okay. Which no, that's fine. probably that, that probably a lot less than he need. thought. <laughs> yes, yeah, probably exactly. All right. Good on you. Thanks for getting in all touch, right. Rosa. Wonderful. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Trevor. No worries at all. Bye. It's one of those perceived value problems, isn't it? You know, I feel like he thought they were worth hundreds, possibly even more. Because you see all those stories get, like with this iPhone that got sold, you see stories being written about them and, you know, the value of tech and 
Uh, today's show will call me and say, let's do a story on, you know, old tech that's worth something. It's, it's often not. That's the bottom line. Anyway, um, yeah, good stuff. EFTM.com if you want to get in touch. Trevor Long, take any calls. You've got a tech question. Go to the website, EFTM.com. Brad's on the line. G'day, Brad. Hey, Trev, how are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, mate, quick one. I've recently received a note from the NBN to say we're able to upgrade to fibre to the premise, which Eey. is a good thing, I'm pretty sure. Definitely. So just wanted to take the opportunity to most likely review our ISP. We're currently with Optus, and we're not that happy with our speeds, and we do get intermittent dropouts, which is actually pretty frustrating. Yeah, so. Definitely. As a result, we've landed on Aussie Broadband. Pretty mm -hmm. sure we'll go for the family bundle, which is a 98 MBS um, pack. Yeah. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that, as well as, I suppose, the benefits of upgrading to fibre to the premise, should we proceed with that option as well? Okay, well, let's talk fibre to the premise first. I think the, um, the bottom line with fibre to the premise is it gives you the full future potential, right? Now, I don't think they're going to withdraw this cool um, free offer anytime soon but if i wasn't on fiber now i'd love to upgrade my property to it even if just for a short time of usage so i know so the the premise of the upgrade is you need to commit to a higher plan higher than the hundred you, uh, unless you're on fiber right. to the node now what do you know what you're on i don't unfortunately what's the max speed you were able to order before yeah um 100? i think it's only about 50 uh right. possibly we're currently with optus but and and look, we're just on the regular sort of 50 MBS plan, yeah, but yeah. I didn't look into any higher to be fair, but yeah. having said that, it, it doesn't feel adequate. So, so you got a family, a big family using the internet. Is that why it's not feeling adequate? No, not really. It's interesting. There's only three of us, but we've got a billion devices yeah. that are connected to it. And for what a reason, which now through intermittent periods, I don't know, you might find this interesting, but um, we've had the MBN out a couple of times and it just goes through almost like two hour blocks every now and then where, it's almost usable, and what I mean by that is it just drops out for kind of twenty second incre um, twenty second increments every few minutes or so. So during those times, it's almost um, obsolete. But and, then it and without seems to work defending again, Optus, because so. I wouldn't want to ever be on the record defending Optus, obviously. But um, <laughs> yeah. without defending Optus, do you know for sure it's the internet that's intermittent, or is it your Wi-Fi? Like, are you, have you been able to clarify that by I don't know plugging the computer into the modem to see whether the internet's actually still operating consistently? Yeah, it seems to be. So we have an Orbi system, so we're not, um, we, uh, we don't seem to have any issues with coverage. And after the MBN guys have come out, they've, you know, they've adjusted a couple of things. And this is over a series of visits as well. And basically the last guy said, look, it keeps happening. You might need to start replacing some cabling, et cetera, internally in the house just to try and start to problem solve beyond Mm. where they've got to. But having said that, it's been okay for the last couple of months. So perhaps whatever they've done recently has Could fixed be. the problem. So, so, you know, I would – so here's the thing. Switching telcos and getting the fibre upgrade, um, you'd need to commit to the – I think is the next one up 150 or 250 uh, meg plan. Since there's a power user, um, I'm so on the So basically you need to go now. one up from the 100 meg plan. To to be eligible okay, gotcha. for, the, for the free fibre upgrade – you need to be um, signing up to a, a higher plan. But I am yeah. more than confident that you, and especially with Aussie, you're not on a contract, right? So basically yes. you you sign up to the power user plan, which is 
you know, the 250 by 25. And yep. what, what happens is that instantly um, triggers a, a thing in the system that says, right, he's willing to pay $129 a month. He, he doesn't have the capability of getting that speed. We need to upgrade him. And then there'll be a many-month process of upgrades um, yep. during which you don't pay the higher fee because you can't. You'll pay the you know, $99 fee or whatever it is. Sure. And once they've, yes. in, once they've dug the trench or whatever they need to do to put the fiber in, then you'll be activated on that higher plan. And then what you do okay. for a couple of months, you go, this is cool, this is cool. And then you go, what do we think, people? And then you ring Aussie and say, we're going to go back down to the 99. That's right. pretty much all you need to do. <laughs> okay. Um, you that don't, makes complete sense. I'm confident you don't need to be on a contract or a long-term commitment. But what it does is it teases you because you think to yourself, hang on a minute. For 50 bucks above the 99, I can yeah. be on the 1,000 megabit plan? Like how often are we yeah. downloading, uploading? What are we doing in our family that gives us that? And I'm on the 1,000 plan, and you do get pretty much six to 700 meg consistently and constantly. It's wild. Yes. But do I yes. notice that in day-to-day -day use when I'm scrolling through TikTok? No. Honestly, no. Yeah. So in you'll enjoy the power user plan for a bit, but I think you'll be satisfied on the on the 100 slash 20. Yeah, I think so. It's probably one of those things where if you get a taste of what's achievable, you almost don't want to go back from that. But at the same time, we'll obviously assess it and see what that looks like after we've And the great thing is, it. mate, you can go up and down, right? So you yes. sign up to the um, the 129, which enables the fiber upgrade. You run the fiber upgrade for a couple of months. Then you go back down to the 99, right? And then for a month yes. or two, you go, what's this like? And has anyone noticed? And you go, yeah, I definitely noticed. And then you might consider yeah. going back up because you might go, the value of what we had and what we got is $30 a month. I'm happy to do it. So that's the great yeah, thing. But without fiber, you don't have the ability to go up. And the other thing yeah. I look at, and it's, it's a stupid thing and, and probably very inconsequential to a lot of people is I go, when I, if I ever sell my home, which I'm never going to do because I'm going to live there for life, I'd have no plan to move. But yeah. I, want, I want the listing to be, you know, four bedroom, two bathroom, um, fiber enabled. You know, I want it to, I want it to look attractive yeah. to everyone. And I remember when we yes. were looking for our house 10 years ago, my requirements were, I think we wanted fly screens on the window. I can't remember why that was. Um, <laughs> I really don't remember. Um, Foxtel or, or Big Pond Cable, because it was the best internet at the time, you know, that was my deal breaker. If my wife found a place yep. that didn't have cable, I'm out, babe. I need 100 meg. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, that that I don't think it's a bad thing to be able to say that in a in a real estate ad. So, yeah. That's all you got to do, mate, is, is make the switch and commit to the upgrade and and uh, and then, you know, you can flick back down after that. Yeah, perfect. It's a good approach, I think. Yeah, get it done and then obviously go back down should, and, and, should we need to. And then and by the sorry, way, I'm when you've got sorry. fiber, yeah. just plug the Orbi straight into the fiber. No modem needed. Yeah, okay, cool. Because that was going to be my next question around um, they seem to have three different – Modem options, but given we do have an Orbi system, I do was you suggest that. right now because you don't know what technology you've got? What but behind the Orbi, there's a modem behind the modem. Yes, what's it plugging into? Uh, it's just a bunch of cabling behind the walls. Um, there's no little black box with NBN written on it or a little box with NBN logo on it. No, outside of the modem, no, not that I can think of. Interesting. I don't know what technology you've got. I'm, I'm wondering if it's either fiber to the curb and therefore you're actually plugging into like a phone line. So have a look in the back of the modem and just see where that goes to. If it's just a yeah. you know, phone cable, then essentially you've got fiber to the curb probably, which is why 
the fiber upgrade is going to be very easy for them. If you've got fiber yes. to the node, and and that means the old phone line, and they're off, you you can get a free fiber upgrade, man. You're going to be blown away by the hundred meg plan, let alone the hundred and fifty meg, two hundred fifty meg plan. Yeah, I can imagine. But, um, but if it what makes I'm saying is, when the guys come out, you, you plug the Orbi. They go about three houses down. Yeah, right. And, uh, and they'll lift up the thing and and then have a look. You know, in, in, the, in the footpath pit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah about three houses away. Pretty confident you've got fiber to the the, the curb, FTTC. Okay. Um, so basically, yes. they've run fiber down your street and it runs along the footpath and then. In that footpath little pit that they're doing there, that's where your phone lines are. That's where the copper comes. And so what yep. they're going to do is they're going to run fiber from that pit to your home. So, mate, yeah, you're yep. you're on – you'll be – mate, it'll be awesome. You'll love it. We'll be joining the 2023 crowd hopefully after this. <laughs> well, good luck, mate. Good luck and um, enjoy Aussie. They're a great company. Yeah, perfect, Trev. Thanks for your update. I appreciate it. No worries, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. No problem. Cheers, mate. No worries. Uh, this is Brad who uh, reached out to me on Twitter, in fact. Um, and, you know, that fibre upgrade, I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? Is it, is it not a great thing in real estate sense to have the best in the business, you know, kind of technology at your home if you're in the market, if you're selling? I, I think it is. But maybe I'm just a nerd. Let me know you think, EFTM.com. Get in touch on social media or uh, in the Man Cave on, uh, on Facebook. Join the Man Cave uh, and we'd love to have a chat with you there. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. If you want to brag about something you bought, I don't care. Or if you've just got a question about something you want to buy. All good. Happy to chat. Uh, Chris is on the line. G'day, Chris. Hey, Trev. How are you? Really good. What can I do for you? Um, my wife is taking on a lot of um, a lot of jobs in um, in school, PNFs and a whole bunch of other things. and. Mm. And it requires... Uh, Has your wife been talking to my idea. wife? Because that's the kind of rubbish she gets involved with as well. It's like, we should be watching uh, anyway. a movie, but you're on the PNC meeting. Exactly, exactly. But anyway, it's all good. We digress. Um, but we're looking at um, getting a new laptop, just something cheap to be able to um, to be able to log in and, and send emails and edit things, on, particularly on Google Drive and the like. Mm. But listening to your show constantly and um, wondering if there's a better option with an iPad. Because to be honest, Buying an inexpensive laptop would do the job, but it gets folded down and put away. And I think you get a lot more use out of um, out of buying a, a, a iPad Gen Nine or something like that and attaching a keyboard and, oh, and using using that. But I just don't know about I know about obviously about iPads, but keyboards that attach to and the trackpads and do you get a cursor that looks like a laptop because obviously you want something that's familiar, yep. familiar looking or familiar usage. So I was after your advice on on keyboards and how they work with iPads and stuff. So you're absolutely on the right track. I, I 100% agree with the way you're thinking. How you get your wife to agree, I don't know, because mine would never do it. Um, but here's the thing. You're, you're right. So basically, why buy something that you're going to use for, you know, just typing minutes three times a month when you could buy something that she could, you know, watch Netflix on, um, wherever exactly. she's in the house or take it on holiday, wherever it is. It just, you know, it's a better investment essentially, isn't it, Right. Now, for the, uh, I don't know if the ninth gen, but the 10th gen iPad definitely has the Magic Keyboard Folio, which has the trackpad and everything. It's an expensive Mm -hmm. accessory. Let me be clear. Yes. There are third-party ones. I've not tried the third-party ones, but I wouldn't doubt uh, a good brand like a Logitech or something if they've got one with a trackpad. Um, Mm -hmm. You you can also pair a mouse with an iPad. A lot of people don't know that, Um, but iPad OS 
will work with a mouse. Now, oh. is it as normal as a PC? No, because pairing's a bit different, but it's cheaper than a than the keyboard folio. So the first thing mm. I would do is I would buy the iPad, and then before you tell it, just you know test it out. Um, just get a cheap wireless mouse. It just needs to be a Bluetooth mouse, but it critically has to be a Bluetooth mouse. You know, some wireless mice that have a little USB dongle that you've got to plug into the computer. Yes. So make sure it's, yeah, a, it's a genuine yeah. Bluetooth mouse um, yep. and and pair it up and just see what it looks like. Because basically it just becomes a, does it's not a cursor. It's like a little dot on the screen. And then when you're in a okay. Word document, it becomes the, the cursor for typing. So a great way to go. And then you don't need to spend the full money on a keyboard with a trackpad. But mm-hmm. in saying that, that means you've got to carry around a mouse and all that stuff as well. So the keyboard folio is the, the absolute best solution because it means everything works all in one. It's the cover and the keyboard and the mouse all in one. And, mate, I'd be amazed if she didn't get used to it after, I don't know, two meetings. And she's, she may yeah. find some frustration the first or second time you use it. But once you realize you can just tap the screen to put the cursor there, you can, you know, click on this. Also, once you realize that you could – use Siri dictation, for example. So she comes home from the PNC. She's written a note. Um, there was a discussion about funding for the playground. She could mm-hmm. tap a button, tap the cursor next to that, click the dictate button and go, Julie, the chairman, suggested that we run a fundraiser for this and just talk it through, which is the minutes. Now, oh, okay. I That's wouldn't cool. recommend that as a way of taking minutes at a meeting because it's a whole yeah. other world of pain editing it. But in terms of yes. what an iPad can do for a Word document, mind-blowing compared to what a PC is easily able to do. I know that they can do it all, but, man, touch and go, simple stuff. She'll end up finding apps that are great for these situations, like apps that, you know, do minutes and file them and share them. I mean, it'll all exist. Of I've course, got no I didn't, doubt. didn't even think about it. So didn't, that might be the thing. Have, you, that, have you got an iPad anywhere in the house? Yeah, we do. Uh, how old is it? Um, it's at least seven or six years old. Seven yeah, years so old it's five. probably oh, not yeah. going to run the latest iPad OS. So it's probably yeah. not going to be something you can test that mouse theory with. Um, yeah. but it might be something you can browse the app store on and just look at, you know, look at, look at the web, find recommendations for minute taking and minute and meetings and stuff like that. There might be some really cool things that will actually, idea. that'll be the selling point. No, that's great. And th- obviously, you know, things that are much easier that you can't necessarily do on a laptop either. So exactly. that's that's fantastic. So hopefully hopefully that becomes the solution for you, Chris. No worries at all, mate. Awesome. Appreciate it, mate. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. I love your work. Good on you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. I appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. Cheers. Cheers. Um, yeah, there you go. It's kind of fascinating, isn't it? You don't think – like it was only the last minute there I thought, oh, there's probably apps. So if you, if you do meetings, whether it's your strata, your committee, your sports committee, your – PNC, whatever it is, and you've got tips and tricks on that, let me know. I'd love to hear them because it'd be great to share with everyone else. John's on the line. G'day, John. G'day. How are you? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you? I'm just wondering what's going on with this F1 TV. Um, We had the CEO of Foxtel in March last year saying, oh, what a great thing's going to happen and all this stuff. And I've just got a fire cart coming. Oh, that's all right. As long as they're they're clear, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now it's right. And nothing seems to have happened. Um, 
But the funny part is on their website, they've got how to connect to it. And but they got no icon. Is that in the um, in the in the help pages or is it on the public website now? No, it's in the help pages yeah, right. and you go in there and it tells you how to connect and it says you need an, an F1 account which you can all anybody can get one of those. Yeah. Uh, but there's no icon to go any further. So, here's what uh, I know. I I went um, I got up at 2 a.m. for the Bahrain Grand Prix, first Grand Prix, and I drove to the office here, which is only five minutes from home, because I've got a Foxtel yeah. IQ here at the office, and I didn't have that at home. I used KO at home. So I thought, I'm gonna, oh, this is going to be awesome. I can watch all the onboard cameras. It's going to be great. And then nothing. It wasn't there. And so I got, I got filthy. Well, I, I wrote an article, and I, I you know, said they failed to deliver. Uh, Foxtel reached out to me the next day and said, you should have asked. And I went, well, I didn't know because it was only the race started at 2 a.m. I didn't think there was going to be anything there for qualifying. So it turns out, they're still in final testing. Um, yeah, but you know that's twelve months for final testing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, I think it's. I think it's the problem is they've they've agreed to this thing and they've probably built it at the end of last year, and they can't release it to the public because they don't know if it really works. They haven't had a race, and so they use Bahrain as the kind of first to last test. Right. I believe. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll be completely, a hundred percent honest with you, John. I think it's going to launch for mm. Australia. Well, that'd be good. And the other thing I found that the race the other night, um, we used to always have this pre-race walk with the guys. That wasn't even on Foxtel. You mean Martin's grid walk? Yeah. No, it wasn't on. I watched it. Well, it wasn't. I recorded it and it wasn't on at all. Well, I wonder if the, when did the recording start? Uh, when I had it on there and I went to have a look for pre-races, uh, you know, the walk yeah, and that, yeah. it wasn't even listed on my Foxtel. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, you, uh, you can't miss Martin's uh, grid walk. He even got, he got Will, Swift, Will Smith this week, only for two questions, though. Um, well, that's right. And they, they used to be good fun yeah. before the race, you know. We just, but then I went on my Facebook account and there's a link there through Facebook. You can look at F1 Live for a while before the race, and you could see it there. You know. Yeah. So what what the so, what Formula One themselves do is they have a YouTube channel where they they live stream right. a whole bunch mm. of stuff before the race. But here's what I don't like about it. I'll be mm. honest with you. I quite like the Sky Sports punditry. Um, I don't know. What did yeah. you think of Bernie this mm. weekend? He's quite good. She was great. Yeah. You know. I, I originally yeah. went. Oh, hang mm. on a minute. What happened to everyone else? But you know what? I yeah, thought she was really yeah. insightful with her tire strategies and stuff like that. That's a that's yeah, a hidden no. gem there. Um, so look, the I only thing I'd say to you is agree. that the that with the recording, you know, Martin's Gridwalk is always going to be thirty minutes before the race. So I don't know whether that's you right. can manually set a Foxtel recording, but I would manually set the recording to be thirty minutes before race, and then you know run, well, run the recording until I'd run it because you know what I love most. Because um, I always stay up. I actually like mm. all the after-race stuff, the the pit interviews in the oh, paddock. Yeah. So record it for like two yeah. hours after the race as well. Really good content. But uh, just saying that, I did go on Whirlpool and uh, make a comment and someone else uh, made the same comment. Yeah, no, it's been missing. So I don't wow. know what they're doing. Well, um, here's the thing. it's definitely It's definitely still being broadcast. 
What I would say is right. happening is they're, they're, they're not setting the electronic program guide to pick up that That's component. Right. So you need to see what That's the program guide is mm. listing the pre-show as. Um, but it had it listed as some other car race was on, you know. Right. So that may be it. They've put the... Re which is typical sometimes, like I've recorded the uh, cricket or something like that, and I've got something else on. It's just a mess. Well, if I look at, Sorry I'm say. looking, I'm looking a week, uh, two weeks in advance because Melbourne obviously is only two weeks away, yeah. and the yeah. race is. I'm thinking the race is at three o'clock, or so it's it's called yeah. live Grand Prix Sunday, and that starts oh, at, that starts at one thirty, and then it's mm. followed by live. F1 Australia. So maybe navigate oh, well, like to the program guide and uh, and yeah, uh, shall do. and click that. And, yeah, I'm pretty confident that mm. I reckon the week before Australia they'll announce that you can log in and you can, you know, link up your F1 TV account and then it's a separate app on your phone or whatever to, to actually yeah. view all the content. And I assume there's going to be something on the, on the physical IQ box as well. Um, you know, all well, this, all this Sky Sports, yeah. Sky Glass, bloody red button stuff. I'm sick of hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what they've said. But, Mike, I went on to uh, Foxtel chat. They, they didn't even know what was going on. And I rang them up. They just were vague too. So, anyway, it'd be good to see. I just hope it happens. <laughs> I, I feel reasonably confident that Foxtel's F1 TV offering will be available um, for Australia. Well, if it's not, we'll be back talking. Mate, if it's not, you wait until you see what I write on uh, on EFTM.com. I'll be blowing up a bloody treat, my friend. Yeah, that's though, good to though, hear. Though, though I'm, mate, I don't want to make you feel like hate me or anything, but, John, I'm going to Melbourne. I'm taking the kids and the family, and we're going to the yeah, Grand Prix. Well, I'm going to Monte Carlo. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. that's outrageous. <laughs> and the reason, and it's cheaper to buy your tickets from the Auto Club in Monte Carlo, and you get great seats and everything. The atmosphere, fair enough, the race might be a bit dull, but the atmosphere is great, real party atmosphere. Have you been before? Yeah, yeah I've been three times. What? Mm. Where do you oh, stay? Yeah. We stay in, uh, we just go to a real estate agent online in uh, Nice and hire a, just hire a car and a drive unit up. there. Yeah, for three three bedrooms for about $200 a night. And how do you get to, to Monaco every day? Oh, there's a train. It takes you about 30 minutes and it's well organised. You just walk out and ride onto the track. Wow, the I didn't realise nice, nice would be the obvious option, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Great fun. Oh, you're yeah. killing me now. I thought it was great I was taking my family to see the bloody Melbourne. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well. but if you ever go, get book your tickets through Auto Club of Monte Carlo. Okay. They are great. Mm. All right. Well, fingers crossed for F1 TV for you for Melbourne. And uh, no don't even think about getting in touch with me when you're in Monaco. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Thanks for the call. All right, All best. Good on you, John. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, like, what about me? I'm like, uh, I don't want to break it to you, John. I'm going to Melbourne. He's like, I'm going to Monaco. <laughs> yeah, you get that. Anyway, I'm pretty confident F1 TV will be available, which, by the way, if you don't, you know, F1 fan, 
apologies for the last 10 minutes, but um, it's basically an app uh, that gives you pretty much every camera on the track. So you can watch any cars on board, vision and all this kind of stuff. It's very, very cool. Anyway, we digress. Uh, let me know if you've got a question. Get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls. Let's keep going with calls. John's on the line. G'day, John. Hey, how you going, Trevor? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, yeah, well, I've got a typical three-year-old that uh, likes chucking things and destroying things. And uh, one day I come home from work and there's a big crack in the oh, four-year-old TV, but still. when Four years a, is not really uh, old, let's be clear. No, no, no. And, yeah, oh. it's completely destroyed. What do so you throw at it? I'm like, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, an iPhone. <laughs> the iPhone survived, but obviously the... The, the TV didn't it come off worse. So, okay, I've got a really important uh, question, John. Mm. What was on the TV when it, it wasn't the Today Show, was it? Uh, no, okay. it was off. <laughs> right. Oh, so he threw the TV, he threw the iPhone at a big black box. Would have been a, yeah, a much better, of, mate, for future reference, make the story so much better and say he didn't like yeah. that episode of Bluey or something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. The latest Bluey show. <laughs> um, so, so, obviously, yeah. that's busted and gone. What's the plan? Are you going to buy a brand new Well, yeah, very, well, obviously a new one, but I thought, you know, being four years old and I don't know what, what's the latest technology, or lose a lot of the latest technology, but what's mm. the best one? To get with you know without going way over budget. So what it, um, what would be your budget if you had to set at the maximum price? Oh, two grand. So I mean, two grand's not a bad price. What size do you want to look at? Well, it was a fifty-five. So I thought maybe time to upgrade or a good opportunity to upgrade to maybe a sixty-five. Yep. Or even seventy if it if allowed. If the budget allowed, but yeah. Yep. And is there space for that size? There's no issues with yeah, space yeah, at all. Yeah, definitely space. No, no, and the room's big enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's let's talk top of your budget, right? Two grand is mm. going to get you into. Uh, there's two I'd look at here at this point. One of them is the 65 yep. inch Samsung Neo QLED. Now, yep. and I'm just looking at JB Hi-Fi, by the way. Um, so Neo yep. QLED is what we call Mini LED. It's a really nice lighting technology, which means you're getting a better better picture quality, right? So that's a yep. Samsung 65 Neo QLED for two grand. Okay. At the same okay. price, Hisense have a 75, which is the same lighting technology. So I personally would say get the 75, go big or go home. High sense, 75 inch, right? Now to to counter that with, you know, uh, common sense budgeting, um, what do you watch on the TV? What sort of what apps do you use? How do you use the TV most? Oh well, just the, whatever's. I'm not that tech savvy, but whatever standard stuff comes on, like you know, we use it for Netflix, uh, YouTube. So just your basic stuff. We yeah. don't really haven't gone into the. Uh, yeah. Or we've got Disney Plus. So just okay. yeah, nothing. So I think the, the only risk is I, I'm not sure if Hisense has got Disney Plus yet. Um, but okay. mate, for a hundred bucks, you can get a Google Chromecast that'll plug into it and you uh, can play okay. everything right. So. Don't stress yeah. about what any TV has on it because for hundred bucks you can fix that problem. So there's your top yeah. end of town, right? Seventy-five inch high sense, two grand. Sixty-five inch okay. Samsung, two grand. But just to be very clear on on price, uh, next Saturday, Aldi yep. have a seventy-five inch TV for uh, seen that. Nine, that the born one? Nine ninety nine. Wow. So okay. that's half your budget. Um, and you're getting a 75-inch TV. And is it true that it's all the same internals? Because someone told me that there's many, really many three manufacturers 
in the world that produce Look, there's, the There are only is. so many screen manufacturers, but there's a yeah. lot of different technology behind the screen, okay. right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'll be honest with you. We have, we have three TVs in our home downstairs. We actually have four, but let's not talk about that. One, the main one in the yeah. in the lounge room is a seventy-five inch high sense. It's probably essentially the TV you're looking at, but a better yours yours would be a better version. Um, it's okay. amazing. We love it. In the dining room, I've got a, a Philips OLED TV, uh, slightly better picture quality because OLED is just yeah. better. In the kids' games yeah. room, where we put the Xbox, the second Xbox, and all that kind of stuff in the garage, I yeah. put yeah. on the wall an eighty-two inch. Um, okay. I don't even know. Linsa was the brand, which is oh, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is basically the same as Born. There's one company called yeah. Tempo who bring in Born, Linsa, bloody Polaroid, a whole bunch of different brands into the country. They're making them all the same, putting a different badge on them, right? This uh, okay. Linsa TV, I sat back the other other night, turned on the Google Chromecast, which is plugged into it because that means it's got every app possible. And yeah. I watched the Formula One qualifying on KO. It was bloody awesome. Yeah. Loved it. It was yeah. awesome. My kids play yeah. Xbox on it. My son yeah. watches MLB. Like, it's a great TV. What you're okay. not getting with this Aldi, um, it's $8.99, by the way, not $9.99. So for this Aldi $900 TV, what you're not getting mm. is the fastest processor in the world and the yeah. best backlighting technology in the world. Unless okay. you watch a lot of movies in the dark, you, yeah. you're probably yeah. not going to have an eye for the things you're missing there. And with regards yeah. to how yeah. fast the TV is in terms of, you know, response from the remote to the TV, again, what I would do if you're not satisfied with it is I would plug a $100 Google Chromecast into the back of it and yeah. you end up with the best smart TV on the, on the cheapest screen possible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, mate, yeah, honestly. We've well, got the Google Cast, so that's, yeah. 900 bucks, text. mate. 900 bucks, mm. go and buy the Aldi. Yeah, the thing is, <laughs> you go in there and you go there and they might have five in the store and there's 100 people lined up for it. Well, so, here's so the thing. Gamble. Yeah. It, is a, it is a different era right now, a bit of cost of living prices, all those things. So I'm not sure they're going to sell out as quick as they always do. But, uh, okay, yeah. mate, it'd be worth lining up at 7.34, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, The yeah. biggest challenge is. What sort of car have you got, mate? Because a 75 inch TV oh, doesn't fit in a lot good. of cars. No, no, don't worry about that. Okay, you're good. It, so <laughs> it'll get in. It's just, if I can get a lift, take, yeah. take a take a, a, a dolly or a trolley so you can wheel it out easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, the other thing you do on a Friday afternoon, ring two or three <laughs> Aldi stores within QE uh, within and just, there, say, yeah. just say, listen, my, my wife's got an appointment in the morning, da, 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 whatever. How many yeah. have you got? They won't put one yep. aside for you, but no, how many have you got? Have you got five yeah, or yeah, ten? Definitely. Because then you go to the one that's yeah. got ten. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And keep yeah, their phone yeah, numbers no. in your phone so that if you miss out on the first one, you can ring around. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, good idea. All right, boss, good yeah, luck. Yeah, no, excellent. No, I appreciate that, Trevor. I really do. Thank you. No worries at all. Enjoy. Have a good Thank you so much, mate. folks. Yeah, um, that Aldi TV is going to be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah. Um, look, if it was my two grand, I probably would end up with the high sense in that equation, but I just, I think it's a lot of money to spend. That's all. Um, when you could save half that price and with everything that's going on in the world, that might be exactly what you need to do. Anyway, let me know what you think. Go to the website, eftm.com. 
Let's keep going with calls. Josh is on the line. G'day, Josh. G'day, Trevor. How you doing, mate? Radiant. Radiant. Well, that's a good thing for Australia's <laughs> leading motoring expert to be radiant at this point. But what's what's troubling and, you, sir? Well, we should clarify that I do actually go through the normal channels, even though I can pick up the phone. It's a very I good point. Thought, oh, I can't. I can't bother him, so I do go through the normal channels, and I'm very grateful that you take the call, so thank I you. I appreciate that um, from the content perspective, that, that yeah. most people just <laughs> ring me and ask tech help, and you go, you know what, this is he's going he's gonna to want this for the podcast. So what's happening, brother? That's it. Okay, so um, I've uh, exceeded my two terabyte limit on the Apple iCloud. What? And when you go to, yeah, and when you go to, which is fourteen ninety nine a month in Australia. Yeah. Uh, 9.99 in the US because I cooked under the wrong web- <laughs> website once, the yeah. wrong Apple website. Uh, so the only options they give you at this point is to start deleting stuff, which I really don't want to do. I do a lot of video and photos for work, and I don't have the time. And how on earth do you vet that stuff? I've looked at options, and there's workarounds you can find on Google. You can order some other kind of Apple program and merge another two terabytes. There's also been other reports from. Um, tech websites in the US saying well, why on earth is Apple capping this at two terabytes because obviously their phones are getting bigger. I've got a one terabyte smartphone. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just wondering what is what is the easiest option other than downloading uh, photos to airdrop to a laptop and then onto an external drive? Mate, have you dug into what is taking up the space? Is it photos? What are it's we photos talking? and video. It's 1.2, uh, I don't know how much, yeah, 1.2 terabytes of photo and video. And so the rest is the backup of the phone. Correct. So, because that's the first thing, and just for other people, what I always say is check that when you go into iCloud, like I've got, I'm looking at this, I've got five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, I've got 10 different backups on my yeah, wow. of, of phones, different phones or older phones or different backups, all this kind of stuff, right? And so yep. you should clear any old backups for a start just to okay. free up space, clear yep. any backups, just delete them. And then perform yep. a new backup on your phone. That's the first thing. Um, also checking, you know, documents and data. Mine, what about this, Josh? I've just looked for the first time in a long time. Mine is also full, two terabytes. And the reason is they introduced at the end of last year, they introduced a family sharing so that my bloody family is also sharing to my iCloud and they've all filled it up. I'm at 1.3 gigab- 1.3 terabytes and the, the wife's filled up half of it. Anyway. My best advice is not to use iCloud for photos because, yeah, okay. it's possible It's possible that they will change and upgrade to a, you know, add a terabyte, whatever, new plans. I'm, I'm hoping you've got friends in high places and they'll immediately respond to a, a, a podcast based in Australia. I think, I think <laughs> you're sure no sadly mistaken. The I, I, think, I think you're <laughs> sadly mistaken, hope, right? but, but I, think that, uh, I think you're right, though. The number of big phones – the, the amount of photos, you think about just, it's just time. We're over, as yeah. years go by, we're always going to have more. I've got 754 gigabytes of photos in the iCloud. Um, but I also pay for Google Drive or Google Photos. That and was my next question. My, so, but how do you get from your iPhone to Google Drive? And what's the limit on Google Drive? Is it two terabytes or can you get up to 10? You can definitely get more, but it gets pretty expensive. Let's be clear. Yeah, right. Um, but okay. remember, you're only, you're only putting photos there to start with, so you're not going to need the two terabyte for for a little while anyway, maybe six months a year. But the, yep. the, there's a there's a time period where you won't need ten terabytes because 
but it does jump. It doesn't go two, three, four. It goes two, ten. And, sure. And you're talking a lot more money per month. But the th- yeah, mate, but, but a dumb question. How do you get, how do you trick the phone into sending it to Google Drive instead of uh, the Apple iCloud? So step one uh, is download Google Photos app. Step two okay. is is actually sign up for the for the two terabytes of storage. Step three is set the Google Photos app to automatically synchronize all your photos into the cloud, um, into the yeah, Google wow. cloud, and uh, and make sure it does them at high quality. Uh, yes. And then the biggest thing here is before you do anything with your Apple account is you need to go into your Google account and go, right, is everything working? Is it all there? Like are all my photos Got there? It. Because you don't want Got to get it. to a point where they're not. Now, I'm worried that because so much stuff is in the cloud, your phone won't physically have it all to upload to Google. Um, yeah, that's the concern, right? Now, there are there are services online, and you might only need it for a month if you need to subscribe to it, which will actually do it for you. It'll go and it'll grab all of Apple stuff from the cloud with with your password and everything, and it'll move it over to Google. Um, oh, wow. What's that app called, please? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look it up for you because I signed up to it for okay. a while to transfer from Dropbox to Google Drive. Because um, I'm always really suspicious of those third-party uh, websites. You just don't know which one's trying to scam you, which one's legit, and 100%. I'm a, a real luddite when it comes to technology, unfortunately. And it's my biggest fear is that you hand over your your Apple credentials to yeah. you know some random third party. But the best thing, sure. if you got, you got a Mac, you operate on a Mac or? I do, yeah, MacBook Pro, laptop. It's, it's quite possible that the, the, the actual safest and smartest thing to do is actually download your entire Apple photo library physically onto your laptop and then use the laptop, which also you can get a Google Photos app, to do the uploading yes. to Google. And basically okay. you just need a good internet connection. So yeah. Even if you upgrade your and MBN, leave it on overnight, and leave it, it on, works, mate. Yeah. It won't be overnight. That's going to take some time. That's going to be yeah. every day. You're going to need to turn that thing on and let it keep syncing, and it's going to take some time. Awesome. But then once you know it's all in Google Photos, go in, turn off, delete your backup, and you'll actually free Got up it. space for just your phone backups, and you'll never look again at anything but Google Photos. Because I can t- in, in Google Photos, I can type Hyundai, and I can see all the photos and of Hyundai. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can type And also car. you can search more easily by date, I'm guessing. One of yep. the frustrating things about Apple photos, you can't search by date. You've got to scroll back and back and back and back. I can, I can just search March, March 2017 wow. and boom, I can wow. see that I was on a virgin plane. I can see where I was, what I was doing. And most yep. importantly, faces, mate. You can, you can tag yeah. people and it finds photos through everything you've got. It finds every photo. It's so good, mate. That's incredible. And look, I'm getting a supplementary question in, or yeah. more of an update, really, because I know time's short. But we last time we spoke on the podcast, I was inquiring about what am I going to do with Foxtel. I'm still old school with the oh, Foxtel cable. They keep texting me a couple of times a week. I'm holding on to grim death. They keep saying it's about to shut down, but I still haven't found a good alternative. So I'll let you know when they do actually switch it off. Because keep me in the loop, because I don't think I think they're taking their sweet time because they know that they're going to lose customers yeah. and they can't afford to lose customers oh. right now. That's it. And I'm paying, what is it, 49 50 bucks a month. As soon as they turn that off, I'll be doing something else. I'll just go straight to the streaming services. Yeah, because you can, you can spend that same amount of money for KO, Binge and Flash. Done. Correct. Legend. All right, buddy. Mate, thanks for your time. Thanks heaps, mate. You're a legend. See ya. Cheers, buddy. Joshua Dowling, uh, who's just one of the greatest motoring riders, greatest motoring journos, like can sniff a story better than anyone I know. Um, and he, he made the point that he goes through channels. And I... 
I only say this to genuinely give him credit. He and I speak now and then. We spoke two weeks ago on the phone, just chatting about life. And then I come to my Ask Trev emails, and here he is. He's sent me an email asking a tech question. He, he didn't need to do that. He's got my phone number. <laughs> but he did, and I, I respect that because he knows that it's content for me. It's my job. So, yeah, I appreciate him doing that. And hopefully he finds an answer to that, uh, that cloud problem. But uh, it's going to take a bit of work. That's the first and most important thing to understand. So going to need to dedicate some time to that one, Josh. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. All right, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate everyone who called and emailed and got in touch. Um, it's great to have your company. Uh, back again next week with Hope. Uh, don't have a too busy week, so we should be good. And then off to the Formula One Grand Prix with the family. I can't wait to go to Melbourne for the Grand Prix. It's going to be a cracker. We've got beautiful tickets in a beautiful grandstand around the back and the boys have never seen frankly proper racing cars in their lives so harry's we uh no we've we've probably been to an event jackson's seen formula one at bathurst when he was like four or five harry went to the bathurst 12 hour once um but i can't wait to enjoy a weekend of motorsport with my boys and my wife and daughter who are coming on the friday as well um it's gonna be great Anyway, that's a whole week away. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends, leave a rating, leave a review, and we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Uh, Back again soon on the EFTM podcast. (laughs)